Welcome to our Philanthropy Speaks podcast series with your host, Isaiah Oliver, President and CEO of the Community Foundation of Greater Flint. Join us as we engage in candid conversations with leaders throughout the nonprofit world and inspiring individuals who are making a real difference in Flint and Genesee County, Michigan. All right, you got Isaiah Oliver here, President and CEO of the Community Foundation of Greater Flint. I'd like to remind people at the beginning of the show, I lead an organization focused on engaging people in philanthropy, giving time and talent and treasure to making communities you love better places to live in and work in and contribute to. Today, I'm joined by two people who are not shy to giving back and making community a better place. One, Mr. Brandon Carr of the, of the Baltimore Ravens, and Mr. Troy Forte, um, Executive Director of the Car Cares Foundation. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me today. Thank you. Well, thank you. Good morning to you. All right. We're going to have a pretty casual conversation that may get deep. I think um, what I want to understand better and I, what, what I hope um, the folks on the podcast want to know a little better is why you do what you do. Um, we'll start by just talking a little bit about who you are. Brandon, if you start, and then Troy, if you can join right in. Um, well, I am a graduate of Carmen Ainsworth. And just my story, you know, just to keep it short, um, you know, being in the community and being active and giving back, sports and education, that was my whole life. Um, from from day one until now, I preach the same preach the same principles and foundation fundamentals to my kids as well that was instilled in me by my parents. You know, just seeing my mom, 33 years in the game, uh, teaching in the Flint School District. Uh, you know, coming home every day, <laughs> tired, um, exhausted, but still finding a way to invest in her her own as well. Um, but just seeing, um, you know, th- those little glimmers of hope from, from day one to the last day of school, with just hearing her conversations about certain students and then her dedication, determination is to get that student to, you know, excel by the end of the school year. Um, so I, I saw that from day one, her conversations with her and my two other aunts that, that lived in Flint as well when I was growing up. Um, those are all teachers. And then on the flip side, my dad um, became my coach, like at the age of nine, basketball, but um, you know, he's a product of, of Flint as well, so just seeing his uh, investment that he, you know, spending his time not only with his kids, but with my peers, my teammates, my friends, uh, some of my rivals, um, just trying to mentor and just influence them to, you know, believe in themselves first and foremost, but to do great things when they become adults. And, um, you know, they always preach to me, you know, you, you find your niche in life, right? You, you stay in your lane, you find your lane. Um, but just as far as like using a platform, um, you know, just when you got one person looking up to you, you're a role model. So, you know, I got I was blessed to have the opportunity to play, uh, you know, basketball, but football is what I was me my ticket out, and uh, I felt like it was just easy to give back because just the foundation that was laid um, when I got my opportunity to use my influence. Uh, you know, home is is home. Uh, no matter where I go across this country, whatever team I play for. I get in those communities as well, but it's nothing like coming back home and, and, and seeing, um, you know, people uh, with, with positive attitudes and just coming back and just investing my time here because I'm a product of my environment. I was here. I was once these kids uh, looking for a way to get out, just different resource opportunities, and, you know, why would I play this game and do all these great things if I'm not going to come back and return the favor or just um, allow the next generation to have that same type of resource and just influence to get to the next level? Troy? Yeah, so um, just to give a quick background on how I got, I got started within the uh, Car Cares Foundation. So Brandon and I grew up together, and his father was one of my first basketball coaches, and he had a big influence on my life. 
And um, as we, we got older, we, we stayed in contact and you know, I went away to school and, and tried to climb the corporate ladder. I was living in different areas, different states. And then I can remember like it was yesterday, it was uh, Easter Sunday, I happened to be home. Brandon was home from you know playing NFL. He asked me to come down to the family's house and he was like, I really wanna give back and um, have a camp. This was six years ago. Um, can you help me put something together so that you know we, I can get in front of some of these kids and we can kind of figure something out? So we uh, hit the ground running, had our first camp. It was over 300 kids, and uh, it was a wow. free camp to the community, and I, I really enjoyed it because uh, at my my day job I was doing a lot of events across the country, but the fulfillment wasn't quite there. But seeing the the kids' smiles and like how they looked up to Brandon and me being a part of that, I, I just really you know felt strong about it, and you know Brandon continued to ask me to do different things and we, we kind of started brainstorming on what the vision for the foundation would be and from there we just been you know kind of learning as we go with trying to do the, the most that we can in Flint in every community that he plays in is to reach as many kids as we can. So it sounds like this has been this long-standing commitment and balance of the communities that you live in and work in and the community that you love and is at your core. Um, how do you manage that balance, strike the balance between, I mean, you went from Grand Valley to Dallas, Dallas to Baltimore, and you still maintain that love for Flint, but then you support and are well-known in the communities that you serve? Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just grateful, I'm humble, but at the same time, um, the same way I feel in my game, like I can never, never do enough. Um, you know, it's always more work to do, it's always uh, more kids to try to influence the community, to try to uplift and um provide resources for so um, the minute I think that you know I'm, I'm good too good for the game of football the minute I'll be done and the same time the minute I think that I've done enough um, as far as just giving back and helping um, then I think that that would be trouble for not only myself but just the communities that actually need those type of um, influences to come and you know uh, provide those resources. It's the second time you've been nominated for the, for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Huge shoes to fill. Everybody knows the person that he was in, in the community's third time. Look, thanks for the correction. There we go. Third time nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, this is, that's an amazing honor to be nominated. What does that mean for you, and what does it mean for the communities that you, that you serve? Um, honestly, I think the award is, is bigger than myself. It's just a testament to just the people um, in the background that do you know, the bulk of the work. Uh, while I'm out there trying to play and uh, become a better player, uh, Troy and his crew are behind the scenes uh, on a day-to-day -day basis just trying to make things go, just trying to uh, leave no stone unturned as far as what we can do for not only for the community that support me that I'm playing in, but ultimately bringing those same type of programs and that blueprint back to the, to our own city um, to help, you know, the next, the next generation as well. Uh, it was an honor. Uh, this past season, it was, it was a... Uh, it was fun, and I, I was able to just kind of sit back and, and uh, just take take it all in, just the experience in Atlanta, being with the other 31 guys, um, 30 guys that were nominated as well, just to hear their stories and to see that it's a lot of guys that have passion for the communities. Um, may not be the same interest, but we all just uh, have a, um, I don't say obligation, but guys just have it in their hearts, man, have big hearts and passions to get back to the communities and to help and whatever. Uh, whatever way they can so that was that was uplifting and refreshing um, but you know that that honor that award I mean I don't I don't do it for those awards I just do it because it's something as a little kid I said I was going to do when I got older uh, if I got the opportunity I thought it would be an NBA so but <laughs> this worked out even better um, I wanted to be a pediatrician growing up so I've always had a love for for kids and just uh 
trying to trying to help kids growing up, right? So, um, you know, it's, it's it's just natural energy, it's a natural uh, emotion when I'm with the kids, and uh, you know, like I said, I, when I look at those kids, I just I see myself. I'm from here, um, same struggles, same things that's going on, um, but there always always is opportunity, and that's what I'm just here to try to show everybody, you know. And that's that's amazing. Let me tell you, you said you spent some time with the other guys that were nominated. And, uh, you know, media can find ways to point to the negative stories as much as they can. The reality is you all you were named 2018 Media Good Guy of the Year. What What is that about? Uh, <laughs> that's what I said. I said good guy. Uh, good and football players or good guys in football don't really go hand in hand. But I guess that award is just basically um, just always being available for media. Um, good attitude, good, good spirits when I talk to them and... Um, you know, sometimes I, you know, maybe a little bit too too friendly with them, but I mean, that, that's what that, that's what they explained the word to me. Just uh, just being a a pro, as her members would say, um, just taking care of business on the field, but also your media obligations and just uh, things around the community as well. So, good award to have. I take it. I take it in stride. Hey man, taking it in stride. The other award that you received this year, just recently, was the Pop Warner Little Scholars Inspiration to Youth Award. And so, congratulations on that. But if you all could tell me just a little bit about what that means yeah. to you personally, I know we know what it means uh, across the nation. But what does it mean to you personally? Um, it didn't hit me until I actually got there. Got back to Baltimore and um, got into the, the banquet hall with the kids and just seeing just the energy. And once again, you know, that's where I got my start in fourth grade, playing a Pop Warner League. Um, and just, just to fast forward, and I am have an opportunity to uh, give an award not about football or anything I'm doing on the field, but just the passion and things that I saw growing up from my parents to transferring into me, and I can, um, you know, transfer that same energy to my, my own communities. But uh, it's just an honor, man, just to be around those incredible kids. I mean, just as far as their their accomplishments to get to that point and being able to balance sports education again um, but just to inspire people in general man it's uh nothing you can take for granted you know but at the same time it motivates me to continue to try to do more yes what was the gpa of the kids they have like a 90 96 percent satisfactory uh grade so 96 percent which you what a's all a's pretty solid yeah that's incredible feat we have been saying that throughout the years, and it was a a big number of kids that were there, the scholars, and they just doing incredible work. So it was just great to see them. So, so what's new? What's next? I mean, you're doing so many things. You did so much in Dallas. You're doing so much right now in Baltimore. What's next for the Car Cares Foundation and Brandon Carr? Uh, well, this weekend is pretty big for us. Um, you know, we try to add and build. Um, strategically each and every year to our camp. Um, last year we incorporated the uh, comedy show. Uh, we had a bowling event as well with Dream Chasers. Um, so that was that was another piece we added. Um, so this year, um, because my, I'll tell you the truth, so my mom, like when I first started my foundation, she made it known like, I don't want this just to be having camps and doing sports and stuff. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, I got you, right? Um, so in honor of her legacy, I'm just trying to continue to incorporate um, other things to the weekend besides sports. You know, we all can run and jump and catch a football. I can teach you that all the time. But using this platform in a, in a way that, you know, society's changing, entrepreneurship is, is on the rise, and everybody's looking for 
their way out of their company to become their own boss. Um, and just just as I've grown throughout the my career in the last 12 years, just uh, being in business meetings, good deals, bad deals, indifferent, um, just learning the game. I mean, I said, man, it would be a great opportunity if we could try to incorporate uh, something with entrepreneurs and, and like a baby shark tank, like kind of pitch pitch your pitch your idea type. Uh, but for but for the youth, you know, something I could we could have benefited from, um, you know, as far as growing up, have different competitions. You know, we had the the talent show, all that good stuff. And now we have um, just make your pitch type of uh, entrepreneuring competition where we have six contestants, right? The ages are 12 to 15, and they have a few minutes to stand in front of uh, panel of judges and I guess the crowd behind us and make their pitch as to why we should invest in their uh, their company. So and it's a real investment. Tell them about the, the dollar amounts here. Troy? Yeah, so the first place winner will have an opportunity to grant out $5,000 to kind of you know, upstart their business and you know really get it going and we'll, we'll keep in contact with them to really you know, help them through the way, along the way, and then we'll have other, you know, structures for, you know, second, third place, and we'll see if we'll, we'll get some more prizes for, uh, you know, the, the other three contestants, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe Brandon might have a surprise that he can pull out his pocket. And, and this is one you're starting in Flint. This is the first time that you've done this one? This is the first time we've ever done a business pitch competition, so we wanted to start in the hometown and really just push entrepreneurship, and just, that's a lot of, you know, things going on in the city I know it's becoming a big thing so we just want to do our part and um, you know get Brandon and some other influential people in front of these students and, and allow them to just you know shine. Without question the city appreciates you I think it's um, interesting that you started this one in Flint there were some that you started in Dallas I heard a little bit about um, a project that you were doing around cancer and women with cancer in Dallas if you could talk a little bit about that I thought it was an amazing project. Um, yeah that was, that was a big one um, it was tough. It took took a few years to finally get to that point, but um, after my mom passed in 2014, I just honestly I didn't I didn't want anything to do with with uh, you know breast cancer and just facing that um, that adversity I guess the obstacle. But um, within this last year, I, I felt like it was time to you know kind of face it, right? Kind of not not look at it as a negative, but as an opportunity to go out there and educate. Uh, women and educate people in general of just how to support and just the process in general you know, as far as checkups to if you're diagnosed to to the end right um, so I was able to link up with National Breast Cancer Foundation and my first visit uh, out in Baltimore had mixed emotions didn't really know what I was going to encounter you know going into the to the hospital uh, to, to meet the women that were waiting for treatment um, but when I walked in I just felt like a sense of home, like it was calm. Kind of reminded me like just of calling the Golden Girls, but my, my two aunts and my mom, there's the three women that were here. And just hearing conversations, uh, hearing their stories, talking with them, just the energy that was in the room, it was it was therapeutic. Um, but then, like I said, I had to flip back, switch back to my serious gear, and like we have we got work to do. So um, the opportunity just to meet those women kind of inspired and pushed me to like in that area, I want to do more as well. Like, what what can we do so families that may not have to go through the same process we went through, or they can catch it early? And I mean, there's so many women that don't even that's not aware of anything, not educated. So I feel like, okay, now we're with the kids trying to um, 
make reading fun. We're trying to uh, give them resources to excel in the classroom uh, with literacy and education. Uh, we do sports. Uh, that's two checks off. And now the, the third piece is something that maybe I didn't plan for when I first got the foundation, but things happen in life, and you roll the punches. And I'm like, this is a great opportunity to use resources, use this platform to spread awareness for breast cancer. And uh, it's been it's been a fun ride thus far. And like we said, we're still trying to figure out more ways to do more with the foundation and to spread awareness and to actually start helping women as well in the same way that we do for the, the kids in the classroom and on the field for our camps. Uh, now it's time to take a take a bigger piece and, and uh, head in that direction. So Troy may have some more some details for you in all the background, but um, it's just been a, a great experience meeting those women and just a lot of stories you hear from teammates and other personnel around uh, football and my family as well that just had the same type of uh, stories to share. So it's, it's always um, comforting. Yeah, so um, just to kind of piggyback on what he said, we we really uh, we linked up with the National Breast Cancer Foundation and I mean they've been great and their whole thing is you know, helping women now and providing hope like they already have cancer and they're going through it but how can we make you know that process better for them more comforting you know and really allowing them to, to continue to live their life the way they did before they found out so um, we were able to put a couple projects together and we we did some packing parties where we packed you know comfort um, hope kits is what they're uh, called and we were able to deliver over 300 to the hospital in Baltimore that Brandon was able to visit. Uh, we also did this in Dallas and delivered over 300 as well as we packed kid kits. So these are for children whose mothers are going through um, treatment and you know they're having a tough time as well. So they were like comfort items and books. One of the books was about you know a kid's mom, you know being a superhero and she's going through cancer. And um, you know we we had a, a great time. So we get a lot of our our supporters and donors to kind of help out, get hands-on and pack these boxes. And then we also did custom-made wigs for 24 women, three markets, um, 24 being Brandon's jersey number. And it was just something that they, the women really loved and enjoyed and just made them feel, you know, beautiful again after losing their hair and things like that. And we're actually going to do six more women on Sunday, um, uh-huh. you know, downtown Flint. So we're looking forward to doing that. So it is coming home. Yeah. Yes. So and speaking of coming home, um, as we talk about all of the things that you're doing to make your family proud, I'm sure, to have made your mom proud. Um, water crisis hit a few years back. Um, we're still moving from crisis to recovery. But you were one of the first celebrities who were from home to come back home and commit yourself to making com- community a better place through your platform or using your platform. Um, you know, I've, honestly, you know, it, it was tough just watching it from afar. And... You know, I tried to think before we move, and we just kind of took our time. Like, what's the best, best possible way that we could give back and help the community, uh, but also spread awareness and make sure that this issue doesn't get swept under the rug. Uh, I mean, it happens all the time across America. It's one big crisis, and then you hear about it for a couple of days, a couple of minutes, weeks, and then on to the next one. Um, so I felt like just coming back with the camera crew and just kind of getting the doc- documentation of. You know, I didn't I didn't understand everything that was going on, so it was it was enlightening and, and new to me as well. But just to get those type of things on camera, hear the, the real life stories of our citizens, um, but also just just to show like the the grit and the blue collar uh, mentality that we have around here that we're always going to be resilient and, and bounce back um, for whatever you know situation occurs or or, or crises. But 
you know, this this situation was just. Uh, I don't know if I want to touch it because I'm like, it may be political, it may be some things that I really don't want to dive into, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's like, what are you going to stand for? This this your hometown, and, uh, you know, a lot of people want to come and give back with the water and do all the other stuff, but I'm like, uh, let's do something that's, that's genuine, something that we can uh, continue to uh, dis, disuse uh, as and kind of document as we climb out of this situation again. Uh, so we felt like it was best to just get some documentation and, like you say, use use a platform. We was able to get NFL uh, NFL films to come in and, and, and document it. Um, but it was a it was a good weekend. Um, just hearing the stories, but just also seeing that the hope, the same same glimmer in my eyes that I think I had as a kid. Like I see it in everybody we was talking to. Just that positive things will come from this. And uh, but you know, just wanted to use our platform anyway, and we're still not done with it. Um, there's still, I mean, from that, I think great things will happen as far as just the things we can do with the with the kids and educating them, um, creating um, just more resources. So, um, you know, it's a very unfortunate situation, and like you said, we're still climbing out of it. Um, but hopefully, we can uh, continue just to excel and you know check check off those boxes, get to the next level. So, so Troy, talk a little bit about because I think what the magic here is this partnership between you working and partnering with the person who sold. Um, inspired by what can happen in our community, and then you got to find a way mm-hmm. to to put feet to ground and make things happen. How yeah. does that partnership work? Um, I think it works really well, just because you know we know each other um, pretty well. So I kind of know what he's thinking half the time, and you know we're able to just you know bounce ideas off of each other like all the time whenever we're just you know just hanging out, and I just kind of like put it put it to paper and, and go out and see what kind of resources I can pull together, whether it's people within the city and guys like yourself who can kind of, you know, help me pull programs together. And it's just been a, it's been a good ride. I didn't know a whole lot about, you know, nonprofit work, you know, before we kind of linked up with this. And I've just been learning you know, along the way. And it's, it's, it's truly inspiring to be able to help so many people and to be able to you know, put together the type of programs that we that started off on, you know, pencil and paper and, be, and become, you know, nationally recognized thing so you know I just enjoy being able to do this with somebody that you know I'm close with so that we can really make a difference in a city that we grew up in. So the future is bright for Brandon Carr and for the Car Cares Foundation. If people are inspired by the work that you do and want to connect with you what's the best way to make that happen? Uh, they can visit us on our website uh, my email is on there I'm pretty pretty easy to get in contact with but uh, carcares.org is where they can find us and find out what we're up to and um, just really, you know, link with us and send us emails or calls, whatever they need to do. But, you know, we're here and we're, we're ready to help as much as possible. Yeah. On behalf of our community, I appreciate your commitment of time and talent and treasure to making Flint and Genesee County a better place to live in, working and contribute to. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for and, having and, us. We appreciate and, it. Yep. And best wishes.